Electricast. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, the Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Rated PG-13. On this episode of Missing the Point, it's the podcast version of hour number two of our monthly Sunday Night Sports Wrap from February 28th, 2021. In this episode, we discuss the NFL offseason, where J.J. Watt should sign, and who should be the quarterback of the Patriots in 2021. This is Missing the Point, episode 43, but it's all relative. Last time we were here, it was the week before the Super Bowl, and then we all know what happened there. We recapped the season. We went over that, and, and Craig is telling me that I have to say it, that if you are listening to this podcast, please see the show notes down below. You can see our beautiful faces on Twitch, YouTube, and Facebook. Those of you that are watching us live, thank you for watching us live on Twitch, YouTube, and Facebook. My mom texted us, got, texted me, guys, said that we all look great, and she loved seeing us and, and listening. She had no idea what we were talking about, but that's okay. We won't Listen, lot, that lots, lots of mama shout outs. I'll give one. I'll give one to Papa Kelly. Shout out Papa Kelly. Doing good. Resting. Good. Listening to us right now. Yeah. Awesome. We we like we, we like when he listens. He's got to get on here and he gives us some gems in the comments too. Hey, Craig, I need you to come on here for a second if you could. Craig, have you started your St. Patrick's Day shopping yet? <laughs> I can't say I have. Man, wow. Well, you should go check what's St. Patrick's Day shopping. A little whiskey, a little whiskey. All right, listen, I'll just cut to the chase. You, uh, go, Boxo Crafts, they have <laughs> holiday boxes and kids craft boxes at boxercrafts.com. When you go to check out a I box, think of Mike puts the show right there. <laughs> <laughs> use MTP. Fuck this shit. I'm at it. You, <laughs> use MTP at checkout for 15% off your first box. So, guys, let's get into the NFL offseason. Mike's back. I think Mike's having, Mike's got the game. Tonight. Like St. Patty's Day shopping, you just can't, like, that's not a thing. You just can't make know, it a thing. What's the next shopping holiday? We've passed Valentine's Day. I, I just love how we have a gift. Easter. Easter. Four twenty. I love the recurring theme of, like, trying to do the Boxo Craft read live, <laughs> and it's always the same bit between Craig and Joe, where it's like, have you started your blank shopping yet? And, and for some reason, it never works. Right. <laughs> you still <laughs> haven't got it right. And he yeah. decided, no. It's going to be the so ones keep interrupting, all right? St. Patrick's Day shopping. <laughs> Craig, have you Craig, have you started your Arbor Day shopping yet? <laughs> oh, my God. We all know how much trouble you have with Arbor Day shopping. <laughs> oh, 
How about flag day? So anyway, all right, guys, let's get into the NFL. Let's get fired up because we had some interesting exchanges in our Discord over the last couple weeks, one of which Dave was at the center of when one of us said, it it looks like the Patriots are going to have Cam Newton as their quarterback this year. And and Dave pretty much like wrote our obituaries and and, and was like, bummer, guys, really feel for you. So it, it does sound more and more week by week, sometimes day by day, like Cam Newton is coming back as the Patriots quarterback. He said that with a full offseason to prepare, alluding to a team ran- a revamp, added weapons and talent, that he's optimistic about 2021. We all know that in the 2020 season, Bill Belichick vehemently defended Cam Newton unlike he has defended any player that has ever played for the Patriots, including six-time Super Bowl-winning quarterback with the New England Patriots, now seven-time Super Bowl-winning quarterback Tom Brady, who he never defended the way he defended Cam Newton. I think that can go back to some of the COVID stuff. However, Cam Newton is quoted as saying on the I Am Athlete podcast with Brandon Marshall, Chad Johnson, Fred Taylor, and Shannon Crowder. I think that's one we should try to get an interview with. I think Bill Belichick is the most understood person in all of sports. He's dope as shit, Newton said. He also was quoted as saying... Sounds cooler when you say it, Joe. Thanks. Uh, There's not 32 guys better than me in the NFL. Mike and Ray, how do we feel about Cam Newton being the quarterback of the New England Patriots in 2021? Okay. You want to talk about power? Hold on. I know why you went to those two fuckers first. Yeah, I'm away. I'm away. All right. So this is going to be Patriots fans. A really interesting take. But if they still do the things that they need to do in in the offseason and build through the draft, like draft a quarterback, and they go after some free agents or for wide receivers and offensive targets. I think Cam will be better as than he was this past season, right? He's not my first choice. But he can't be your only option, and we've already we've we know that Stidham is not an option anymore. And I'm over Hoyer, so like if you can draft, listen, Trask, somebody as, at the quarterback position, then go ahead, bring bring Cam back, make it a competition because last year there wasn't one. Cam really was never concerned of Jared Stidham taking his, his job ever was not was not going to happen. So well, Bill made that very clear, which too. says a yeah. lot about Jared Stidham. I right. think. So, <laughs> this says a lot about Jared Stidham. So, They'll do the draft, like get a quarterback, get, maybe get a tight end. but And and, and then I, I don't ever want Belichick to draft a wide receiver ever again in the draft. Pay those guys, and then we'll see what happens. So can, can you ask me the question one more time, Mr. Malkin? What was the question? Are you, are you ready no, for you, Cam no, Newton to be? No, you said, you said, how do I feel, though? How, how – all right. Do you want me to ask it like Matthew yeah, Slater yeah, does yeah, in the yeah, locker yeah, room? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, I knew you were going to do that. Ask it, ask it. Ray. How do you feel about Cam Newton being the quarterback of the Patriots in 2021? Oh, hell no. Hell no. <laughs> I, don't, I don't want him to come back. You know that dance that he does when he when he gets into the end zone, when he does the Superman? That's how far we are from winning in 2021. We're, we're, just, we're, just pull, we're pulling away. We're pulling away to the point his arms is out this long, hey, right? Randy used that, to do that, too. Yeah, yeah, right, well, yeah but we were – well, we ended up being a little. We ended up being separated at the end too, unfortunately, that year. But you know, so maybe guys should stop doing this in New England. Don't do this. Don't do this. You know, maybe we should be doing more of this. But it's it's amazing to me praying for a better 
better quarterback. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, <laughs> no, but it's amazing how, you know, he, he's a great talker, right? So, he's you know, you, he, he gets on the show and you're like, yeah, like, okay. Like, yeah, he's talking to Fred Taylor. He's talking to Brendan Marshall. He's like, yeah, man, these guys. Also good talkers. Me. Yeah, yeah, also great talkers, right? And I'm like, Chad's the first. Chad knows better than anybody else. He should have said, hey, big fella, I had my year down there. And I wasn't that damn good. Guess what? I, I thought I was the worst Patriots signing coming over here. You've replaced me. That's what he should have been saying to him on the show. That's what he should have said. But, you know, they're yeah. boys, so he was going to protect 30, him. I get that. Um, he's not. There's not 32 guys better than – there's 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 probably about 28, 29 yeah, guys exactly. better than – You know what I mean? Yeah, like, exactly. you're not so, and I'll also, to, 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 to support that point earlier, Joe, like you said, Bill Belichick came out vehemently defended Cam Newton like he's defended nobody else. He loved Chad Johnson, too. He right, like yeah. they were they were totally cozy, you know. Like he just loved that guy. Like he loved that. his personality. Yeah, yeah, like certain, he was about certain, him. Yeah, certain players he just certain players he just warms up to. But I absolutely right. agree with you, Reby, because Cam Newton, the season one season ago, last off season, there was a lot of rhetoric coming out. They all doubted me. That was the that was yeah, the whole thing. They all like, doubted I'm, me. Watch I'm me. I'm and then set. it was like, here's my workout videos. Here's my shit. Yeah. I'm gonna come in. Da da da. And then what season we have? It's like, dude. You can say that all you want. Like, you're just not good anymore. And, like, you're also, right. I, what he should be saying is, I don't know, man. I'm not throwing at anybody. Give me a break. But he sucks on this team. That's yeah. nothing with him. It's his shoulder. And since that year in Carolina, you've seen the throws. And last year, guys, I I haven't seen a quarterback make that many bad throws consistently since I've been watching football. Like, since Chad Hutchinson. From I guess you missed Rex Grossman on the Bears then. Well, all right, fine, fine. Rex Grossman, exactly. Like those are the type of throws you see from this dude. And it's like, listen, I I don't disagree if you get him low bargain and you bring him in here to compete. If he looks like Cam that you saw a couple years ago, awesome. You guys could have something, but you you need some. You need something that's more. You you need some promise from that quarterback position. That's the only way I'd be okay with it. I mean, granted, like I, I said what I said a few minutes ago, and I definitely meant that for sure. But I, like I said, I just know how it goes when it comes to Bill. Like the things that we think is going to happen, I think we feel he's going to do, he's not going to. So, you know, we think, oh, you know, quarterback's the obvious knee. He's going to draft there. You know, he'll mess around and draft, you know, an offensive lineman at 15. Now, I mean, granted, if you're not bringing someone like Orlando Pace or, you know, like a Steve Hutchinson and one of those guys, like, I mean, what, what are we doing? But, you know, I, I just feel is like it, that. That's, correct that's me if I'm problem. wrong, though, on that note, like, is it not? And you guys obviously know more about the Patriots draft habits than I do. But is it not Bill Belichick's strategy to just draft the best available player every single time? It does, well, Like he, he doesn't he, draft positionally, right? He doesn't, he doesn't do that all the time. He drafts low. Yeah. To, he drafts to get. It's kind of, and I meant to bring this up when we were still. Yeah, he wants about value guys. He, he tries to get the value guys, which is what I think Brad tries to do with the Celtics is get those value guys. He wants the value. I mean, look, look at where he drafted Tom. Look at where he drafted Jimmy. Look, look at the guys that have been successful, and right. he's getting. Yeah, but like, value there's a, there's a Bill, reason why I would rather have two B minuses than an A minus. Right. Yeah, but that's dumb. But at quarterback, it is dumb. It's stupid. I'm sorry, right. it's dumb. I'm sorry. Can, and you can do that <laughs> when you have Tom Brady. Does. Years. That's what you can he do does. that when you have Tom Brady. You can do that all you want. Second and third round. Agreed. Hold, hold yeah. on. Wait, everybody, everybody, pause. Come down. Dave, say that one more time. You said that. Well, Dave. Well, it's a, sorry. Dave mentioned that. That's you can do that when you have Tom Brady, and that that's what it is. When you have the guy that erases all mm-hmm. the other mistakes that you had at linebacker, mistakes that you had at corner, mistakes that you had at wide receiver, you don't have that currently. So you have to you have to make sure that you draft appropriately. So if I mean, granted, I, I don't. I'm not super high on Mac Jones, but it's like if Mac Jones 
Jones is that guy at 15, if it's Trask, if it's Lance. Personally, I would like them to trade up to 9, 8 and 9 with Carolina or Detroit to get Trey Lance. I think Trey Lance is a beast. Nice. I've been, I've been on the bench. Right yeah, might he been might on the bench. He's probably going to go top yeah. five. Yeah, possibly. So, so I'm like, I think, I think he's a problem. A couple points on this. When we talk about Cam Newton, there was reports early on at the end of the season about him possibly getting $25 million from Washington to go play for Ron Rivera in Washington because the, the Carolina ownership clearly wanted Rivera and Newton out. They wanted to start over, and they did with Matt Rule and with, with, with Teddy Bridgewater, which was okay this year. But that was the report. So now if Cam Newton comes back, and Aaron Ray, Aaron must listen to the show because he must know that he really got me excited with his comment of Newton should go back to New England. The Patriots just need a better offensive coordinator that suits Cam. Yeah, he, he, yes. he does. Yeah, he does. Yes, yeah. because we've talked about this in the past that this is a cyclical thing where the best coaching staff in New England Patriots history was when Bill Belichick, Romeo Cornell, and Charlie Weiss were the head coach and, and coordinators. Josh McDaniels is a fraud, and I, I will say it straight out now that the season is over. Josh McDaniels is a fraud and clearly was not running that offense because also Tom Brady was running that offense in Tampa I think Byron Leftwich might be a better offensive coordinator than Josh McDaniels. And then Mrs. Mark Angelo says that, do we think that the players that opted out last year will make a difference? Yes, but I don't think Good all point. of them will be there. Good point, oh, though. No. You guys have yeah. a lot of opt-outs. A lot yeah, of opt-outs. Most, most in the league. Most of that defense, too. That that was, that, was big thing. that front seven of that defense got annihilated well, with high tackles. One second, Mike. Why did you shake your head at me when I said that about McDaniel's? I want to. I want to hear why you because, were shaking. I mean, that, okay. So you're calling Josh McDaniel's a fraud based on the fact that he brought in a quarterback that 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 had not been what we thought he was going to be in a couple of years. Had an injury. Had no OTAs. Had no preseason. Had nobody to throw to. <clears throat> oh, I've always thought McDaniels was a fraud. This just cemented And he still won seven games. And Byron Leftwich being a better offensive coordinator because Tom Brady went to a situation where he had Mike Evans, Rob Gronkowski, Chris Godwin, Scotty Miller, and then he brought in Antonio Brown. Like that's, I mean, he's going to get, I, I really like the fact that Leftwich will, will get paid as a head coach sooner or later because he has a ring. But like you could have gone as, in as the offensive coordinator of that team. And and coach no Tuzer. no that yeah, was that's so not, that's he, not, that's he, not true. so much talent. no that's not true yes. left which left which had a, the last yes, six no. game of that season he was calling genius games man he yeah was, he, he really was great I agree and that's the reason that playoffs shined. against the Packers he called a great don't game. listen yeah. to me Arian said that he let Brady go out there and coach. So like I, the head coach yeah, said that Brady that's, was that's, coach that's him. Pay he's pandering. Stop it. He's pandering to the to sure. the because he, he wants to be saying, like, "Oh, well, look at me. I won the way that build him. Yeah. That's all that is. He's pandering. Don't buy into that. I do. He's I do pandering. agree with you though, Mike. I do agree with you that you gotta you can't call McDaniel's a fraud before you give him a chance with with a fully healthy team with guys that aren't opted out with people in Gillette Stadium. You know what I mean? It's like you gotta let them. They're they're are you, your guys are rebuilding. No, I mean, yeah. let's bring someone up. Well, the, Marco, you know, no, 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 real quick, okay, real ahead, quick was was left which he was OC last year when they were seven and nine, right? Mm-hmm. I think that's I think he proved how legitimate of an OC he was last year, winning seven games with Jameis Winston throwing thirty interceptions, right? So I, you I do think, think so? You, I, so I, you think yards. that that seven and nine was more impressive than the Patriots seven and nine for Leftwich? Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, wait, yeah, that yeah, doesn't that's the opposite of what you just said because you said anybody could do that with those weapons. Well, no, no, Brady went in there. Grom went in the last season. Antonio Brown went in there this year. They're, those are the differences. Yeah, they, they still had a lot of weapons. You still, you still, still had Evans, Godwin, and Howard. It's not like they had uh, some scrub on their team. They, they still, they said they had guys that he wanted to play with, which is why he came Brady, down there. 
Well, now that this has turned into the New England Tampa Bay Buccaneers, let's get back to if not Cam, if not Cam Newton, then who? Marcus Mariota, I think, is a good one for you guys. I, I, I think that's a Ouch. guy. Listen, I, I feel if, 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 you're gonna, if you're going to talk about Cam, if you're going to talk about Cam, you got to talk about Marcus Mariota because he, he's, he's rubbing it in at this point. No, but like I'm just saying, like if if you're listen, if your mindset is you need to bring in a vet and have someone with upside, then to me, I would rather Marcus Mariota be that guy than Cam Newton. There's no doubt in my mind Bobby. about that. I, 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 Do you really think that Cam Newton could ever put up a game like Marcus Mariota did at the end of last season? Actually have almost 300 yards passing? That's early That's early Cam. I'm talking later in the season, Cam. The Cam later in the season, that, Cam was post-COVID Cam. So hang on. So this right, is, right. This, these are the factors we have to put in. So you Bobby? would rather Cam Newton over Marcus Mariota? Yes, no, 100%. no, no. I think you take anybody over Cam Newton at this point, and I think that Marcus Mariota is definitely a good choice. I just think you bring in Marcus Mariota, and you're changing your whole offense, right? Like you're doing a whole different thing again. I think, I don't think again, because that's what they had to do with Cam, right? And that's what Mike was just talking about was changing the offense on the fly to suit that guy. But let's also not wait until June 28th to bring in our quarterback this year Agreed. if we're not going to. No, go but with Bobby, Cam Newton. Bobby makes a good point though. At least like Marcus Mariota oh, yeah. a touchdown pass. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm not saying I'm not saying he, you're, you're he not can hit a guy it. on a 25 yard out. Cam Newton's not. Cam Newton can't throw the ball fucking 25 yards. Yeah, but Marcus so. Mariota, <laughs> when he was the guy in Tennessee, could not be counted on. He's not the guy in Las Vegas, and that's why he could be counted on in that situation. That Derek Carr is another guy that's been talked about being on the trade block too. But the trade talks of Mariota have cooled. I I think it would take a lot less to get Mariota than it would a lot of other pieces. But I think if you're going to bring in Mariota, you're going to let Cam walk. You're going to trade for the veteran in Mariota, knowing that you have a solid backup because that's what Marcus Mariota is at this point in his career. And then you're going to draft that Mac Jones at 15, who, Ray, I don't know. I'll just point it to Ray because Ray said Mac Jones first, but all of you, I can't remember who it was, but he was compared to Tom Brady this week. Just yeah, that's, so. that's, that's, that's that multiple that's times. That's, that's it's, common, his movement, but... it's his movement in the pocket that people say reminds him of Brady. I mean, he yeah, he's, 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 he's definitely accurate, but it's like, listen, like we don't need to have another time Brady. We just need someone that's, that's that can actually play the damn position, right? Like that, that's just what you need. Well, yeah. right? Other quarterbacks other than Tom Brady have won Super Bowls. So right. we, no, we can... no, exactly. I know, but I'm saying we think about not it. I'm, saying, I'm not talking about the team. Right, exactly. <laughs> 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 nice, nice, nice one. Nice, nice one. In the, but, in the uh, 90s when Troy Aikman won. For... Hall of Famer. Um, is the eighth best player on that team. I had to get one in. Bobby. Not anymore. I think we can't. I love him. I love him. Yeah, so Bobby gets so there, mad. Yeah. Bobby gets so mad at me when I bring it. All right. All right. Let's get off that. But so, no, but yeah. Okay. Yeah, but Mac, Mac Jones, is, he's definitely accurate. Bobby said he moves in the pocket. I get that. But to me, I just, I mean, who knows? Maybe I feel like he could be there in the second round. I don't think he'll be there. Uh, you know, you, maybe you could go somewhere else at 15 as opposed to getting mm-hmm. him at 15. Like, I, I, I think he'll be there, honestly. I really do. I think his stock is climbing because if you saw uh, what the, fuck, the wide receiver, Devon Smith, Smith. They, they asked him, who do you like better to or Mac Jones? And Devonte Smith said, without a doubt, emphatically Mac Jones. So he just also played a year with Tua and one with Tua. So it's not it's it was a comparison they asked him about and honestly I feel like Mac Jones there's going to be four maybe five quarterbacks taken in the top 15 of this draft. It, it's going to be Lance Fields, obviously Lawrence and Jones. They're all going in the top 15. 
And how many of those quarterbacks will actually have long, sustainable careers? So another part of this cycle that we talk about with the Patriots before we move on to the rest of the NFL is that they need the weapons, right? So they don't have any weapons. And everybody keeps saying it. Well, they bring in a quarterback. Who's going to want to come here to play quarterback? They have nobody to throw to. And then it's, well, who wants to come in here and play uh, receiver because he has nobody to throw to him? Well, great. So we have a lot of problems to fix, and there's a lot of money to fix those problems. Currently, the NFL is in the franchise tag period, which is February 23rd to March 9th. And then as of March 17th, uh, St. Patrick's Day, Hope Craig gets his shopping done. That's when they can start signing free agents. And then I would like to have A.J. McCarron, Aaron. I actually think A.J. McCarron is an okay backup in the NFL, and I wouldn't mind having him there as a kind of a backup. But anyway, but when we look at this team and we try to figure out who who they're going to bring in, who they're going to draft, which the draft is in April, Hunter Henry, uh, former tight end of the – well, I should – I mean, former tight end because, yes, he's an unrestricted free agent, but they could tag him if they want. But it sounds like he wants to go to free agency. He was quoted as – he was basically quoted as saying he wants to go somewhere where there's somebody that can throw to him is essentially what he said, which is really interesting to me that he wouldn't want to stay in L.A. because Justin Herbert can throw the football. So I don't know if he's looking to go somewhere else to get paid or he doesn't enjoy it out there in L.A. I don't know what you wouldn't enjoy about 70-degree weather in the middle of February. Uh, Right, Dave? You could? All right. So people stop getting murdered outside my house. (laughs) That'd be great. (laughs) The last one wasn't murdered. He's doing well. That's right. To the listeners so, but, at home, I totally ear witnessed the Lady Gaga dog abduction. It happened like right outside my house. So I'm like basically famous now. I don't know right, if you guys yeah. know. We, we should have plugged the show with that this week. Yeah. Shot Shiloh Booth Ego Iron out the window. <laughs> Tune in later to hear DK Sizzle tell his Lady Gaga dog abduction story. I still want to know that what app that was that you had because that was pretty Citizen. fancy. Citizen. Yeah, you, you don't, don't need it, you don't we, need it in Milford, bro. That thing would just it would just be a paperweight app that just you know yeah, when you use like twelve times a day for yeah, me. Yeah, you know that app that you know when you don't use an app and it gets that download symbol next to it. I had one yesterday. You don't need this months. app anymore. Uh, yeah, that's you. So all right, so let me ask a question. Hunter Henry, want him? Absolutely. Oh, I guess you get him if you can get him for sure. Absolutely. I mean, really, Dave. What I'm really upset about is to, to bring it to the Windy City. Bill Belichick had Cole Komet sitting right there. Could have had him. Yep. Yep. Could have brought sure him in. Yeah. yeah. And, like and, and you guys also had you also had Corderell Patterson too, right? Didn't we get yes, him from you? Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Patterson well, is well, a they're not helping. I think it's just a matter <laughs> so. of where. Well, it's a, well. Cole Komet, Don't worry will, about Cole it. Komet will help. Cole Komet will help. <laughs> Uh, Patterson sure. probably not. Patterson is an extreme role player. But- well, that's the that's the moral of the story with the Pats, right? They've had so many guys that could have made a big difference on offense sitting there, and they didn't take them. They took Nikhil Harry over DK Metcalf. They took Sony Michelle over Nick Chubb. It's time and time again they get to that decision point, and lately they've taken the wrong guy. You know yeah, what I mean? Like you literally could have had Nick Chubb in your backfield, but instead you had Sony Michelle. And Metcalf, honestly, at the time, I liked the pick. I lo- I liked Sony Michelle, but sheesh. Metcalf would not have been Metcalf here. We we just know it. We we just I don't know, know man. It. That dude's a physical specimen. Like that's just yeah, that athleticism man. alone. I think he was going to be good no matter what. I mean, I, I think he's talented enough for sure, but he would not have been used the same way here. I mean, so like we it wouldn't be the same conversation is is what I'm saying. He just can't hit 
on wide receivers for whatever reason. But he can, I mean, he can trade for him, some of them. I mean, he can sign the free agents. Like, Welker was a good free agent signing in 2007, right? This this, this offseason for me, there you go, Joe, is, is reminiscent of after the 2006 season, right? He just saw that his team had nothing, which is interesting because they went to the AFC title game and just blew a 21-point lead to you know, in India, Indianapolis. But he, he retooled. He brought in Randy Moss, Wes Welker, Dante Stallworth. We need that type of urgency on the offensive front this time. And if you can do it, then, like, I think Cam Newton or whoever is the starting quarterback, I mean, I think now the, the basement or the floor is now nine wins. The division's can I, harder. Can I, ask you, can I ask you guys something? Just because, like, I've been obviously just only thinking about Russell Wilson for the past few days, which, like, I, I, I let it get into my head. I, feel you, bro. I, I hear you. I let it get into my head, and I, I don't know why I did. Because uh, he's been flirting Vegas, with Chicago for Vegas the past, Vegas has like, got us one, one, two, man. Cowboys yeah, I know. Yeah. Um, you guys have a lot of cap space, more cap space than us, I think. But the he's been flirting with Chicago for a long time because I think he's from there or something. And I think that why are the are the Patriots not in for him? Like what? Like what's the? Well, it sounds like to me his current situation, why he's unhappy, right, is that he doesn't have enough of a say in how things are being put together, and he will have less of a say in New England. Well, how do we know? How do you know that? How do you know that? Because, because Tom Bill Brady Belichick has had a coach. lot of say. Tom Brady has a lot more. Tom Brady has more say in Tampa than he did in New England, but he did have say in New England, and it sounds like he doesn't have any in Seattle. I just just putting it out there. If by the off chance that Russell Wilson hears this podcast, if you're looking for say, no problem, dude. Like we'll let you redesign Chicago deep dish pizza. Like no problem. Come on over to Chicago. You can tear down the Sears Tower if you want. You get to make any decision that you want. If Russell Wilson, like, please, for the love of God, hey, Jerry Jones doesn't love you like we love you. He's not going to let you make decisions. You want to make decisions? Come on over. Come on over. Matt Nagy will let you be you. It's it'll be great. We're going to have a great time. You guys can have the Seattle can have like a couple of picks. Well, you can have Nick Foles. Do you guys want Nick Foles? Take send me a deep dish pizza. But most confusing. Maybe I guess you can have a Keem Hicks. I guess. I guess you can have Akeem Hicks also. And then just come on over, Russell Wilson. It'll be great. Thanks. So it, it, it's fun. So for, I completely agree with the fact that this is Belichick. The total, it, it's the way Belichick goes is this is the year he makes those moves. You know what I mean? Like, I completely agree with Mike said. I see this offseason as the year where he's going to bring someone in. There's going to be at least one or two big names that are signing in New England. I, I can almost guarantee that. If those guys pan out, we'll see. When it comes to Chicago's quarterback situation, the funniest thing I've ever seen is that tweet that I tagged you in, dude. I saw a poll. I saw a poll from I forget, I I forget what podcast. <laughs> that was the most depressing someone, poll no, I've but ever it was seen. Like, who do you see as the the Bears quarterback? It was like yeah, Sam Darnold, like Dave's grandma. <laughs> like, I, saw, I clicked on it thinking it was going to be like, oh, maybe someone good. It was the most disgusting looking quarterback <laughs> group I've ever seen in my entire life. It was like. I, I know you set me up for you gave me the old bait and switch when I clicked that link too. I didn't know. I was like, I'm not pressing this poll. I'm not participating in this crime against humanity. <laughs> yeah, it was bad. It was bad. But listen, I mean, you know, 
It would be great to get Russell Wilson because we need to dump a salary. We need to restructure some contact contracts on defense. You guys have money to spend though. You know what I mean? And like, I think Bobby's oh. right. I think that in your position to make a couple of big name moves. And I don't think that I think the NFL players and their agents are smarter than to go along with the media narrative that it was Brady all along. Like when, as we all got like really excited about when Brady won, like, yeah, cool. That was fun to say, but like, obviously it was both of them. And like, obviously there's still players that want to go play for Bill Belichick and the new England Patriots. It still was like the best dynasty of the last 20 years so yeah yeah it's entirely possible that you go, you'll go and get some more players and i do hope for your sakes because you guys are a lot more pleasant to be around when this isn't the case that cam newton is not your quarterback for the next you guys you guys like me a lot more with the <laughs> yeah yeah sure, you, you take guys. it out on us you take it out <laughs> on us like we'll abusive be, boyfriends we'll be, when cam newton is your quarterback so i'd prefer Ray, if you and i will be muting the chat from september to, to january uh if cam newton is the quarterback so let's dive into this because dave's mentioned cap space for mentioning free agents and everything else so i'm going to throw a lot at you here in this next transition but it is the franchise transition tag between there are a few players who they're look who teams are pretty much guaranteed to at least offer the franchise tag to that doesn't mean they're going to sign it that's uh the dallas cowboys franchising tag prescott the chicago bears are reportedly going to franchise alan rock and Tampa Bay well. is reportedly going to franchise Chris <laughs> Godwin. The Detroit Lions are reportedly going to tag Kenny Galladay. And then the Packers have Aaron Williams and the Giants have Leonard Williams. That's just reported. But teams, players that aren't expected to be tagged and become unrestricted agents are the Patriots are not expected to tag Joe Tooney and David Andrews. I think they both come back to New England anyway. Curtis Samuel in Carolina, Jonu Smith in Tennessee, Bud Dupree and Hassan Reddick in Pittsburgh and Arizona, respectively. Hunter Henry in Los Angeles, Matthew Judon in Baltimore, and Yannick and Gawkway in Baltimore. I'd sign all of those guys in a heartbeat. And then That's why they're to, all getting to tagged. Go to, <laughs> oh, no, that was the list of not getting tagged. Uh, yeah, to go tagged. to Dave about go do uh, it. cap space. I know. Well, I think part of Hunter, Hunter Henry, Henry like just he keep him if you can, him. right? Well, he's oh, okay. injury prone. He, he's I, pretty I, injury prone, too. Uh, yeah, and the tag's a big cap hit. That's it's funny because I you're absolutely year. right because I think in my head I think about that franchise tag as when it made more sense when the collective salaries weren't so crazy. And yeah. nowadays, when you tag players like Joe just read the list off, it's like they're gonna eat. It's gonna they're fine with it now, you know, because it's like oh that's that median salary is actually like pretty good, so it's totally fine. And you do take that big cap hit. You're right. So yeah, I guess it makes yeah, sense. I mean, Dak Prescott. Yeah. It's gonna be like Dak 30, made thirty one and a half million. Well, yeah, I mean, franchise tagging a quarterback like Jesus Christ, the quarterback salaries are insane. So it's like you know, yeah. except for Cam Newton, <laughs> probably because well, right there's thirty two guys better than him in the NFL. <laughs> that's right. That's, that's such a funny thing. To, what are you trying to say, bro? Like you're not saying like you're one of the better quarterbacks. He's like, there's definitely not thirty two better quarterbacks. I'm not the, in the worst. NFL. Like <laughs> not the worst quarterback ever. You're like, all right. Hey, can I ask a question about yeah, free that's agents? Fine. I mean, are the Texans just going to like hold Deshaun Watson hostage? Is this like how this is playing out? Or like, yeah, do you think the second free agency opens up? Creative. They're going to create, they're going to cave to the pressure. Like I heard they're not even answering the phone down there. Yeah, that's what I heard. So they're not. Can, so that's can, the I, can I, I chime in on that though? So, well, yeah. let me throw that out there for the people that don't know what they are watching is that Nick Casario, the new general manager of the uh, Houston Texans, apparently is not answering his phone, and teams are reportedly leaving voicemail trade proposals for Deshaun Watson. <laughs> also, just like right? send a text. Just send a text. It's 2021. You know, who leaves voicemails anymore? It's just annoying. 
Right. No. Yeah. <laughs> right. No, that's crazy. But it, it's amazing to me that, you know, J.J. Watt had the same energy that Sean Watson had. And they just said, okay, well, cool. You know, you want to give release. Thanks for your service. <laughs> see, see, see you later. But, that's you know. PR, just, my friend. Right, yeah. but I, right, right. But I'm saying, but you know, Deshaun, you know, I, and that's great. I don't know if he's been more disruptive. I guess he has been because he said, "I'm hey, I'm I'm not playing." And basically, they just said, "Well, you know what?" Well, it sounds you like know, it is what it is. I think that yeah, I think that um, is, I think that JJ Watt has a lot of influence on in like a lot of influence down in Texas, and I think that like if if he's mad and you keep him around, that's just like not good for you, you know. And I, I think that's why they were like, "You want to go? Go ahead." Like, cause you're, that's just a big yeah, voice that you don't I, have to deal I, with I, anymore. I, I, I guess, but I mean, you know, last time I heard, I, I guess the court, the quarterback's supposed to be the most important position in football. So, you but know, whatever that guy, no, abso- no, absolutely, yeah, whatever that guy wants, whatever that guy wants, they, they, they do have do. some ammunition. They have ammunition against Watson because he just fucking signed that five year contract. So it's like, yes, I get it. You're disappointed. You're sad. Whatever you just signed that contract. Sad. So it's like, they, you think they, they're just trying to drive up the trade value? They might. He. Yeah, but you go, you're going to get the house with him anyways. Like you, you trade, you traded DeAndre Hopkins the year before. You know, you, you still don't put. You know, once again, you go. JJ Watt said it best as they as they left the field. I'm sorry, brother. We wasted one of your years. He knows. So my thing is, we don't know what else went on beyond the. And it's just like you know, to me, listen. At this point, Nick Casario, whoever's in charge over there, but besides him, just make the deal at this moment. Like. You guys weren't going to win much with him anyways at this moment. I get it. You know, Houston's lost all their stars in a matter of a few in a few months. I understand that. But at least you could get something back for Deshaun Watson. You didn't get anything back for J.J. White. You just let him go. I think you you have to, a for big, the betterment of the team. There. No, it's a big difference, but it's just like you can't. The, the, okay, this is the problem. Nick Casario is operating like this is New England, and it's not. Houston is not New England. You can't, you cannot operate as if you're the six time champion and, you know, people still want to come play for the coach and, you know, there's great ownership. Like pe- people are not clamoring to come to Houston. Once again, as I said on a previous yeah, but what's show. He gonna, but what's he going to do though? Like he can't be like, yep, I guess he said he wants to get traded. He just signed a massive contract, but he said he wants no, to get his, traded. His, so like, his job, he has to try to, re- he has to try to retain the trade value of like one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. Right. And plus, right. So he, he said like, we're not trading there. him. Yeah, yeah, it's, but it's like what we were talking about with Danny. It's like what we were talking about with Danny earlier. His his job is to make sure that the Texans have the best talent available. Now, granted, obviously Deshaun Watson adds to that, but if he's not looking to be there and his disgruntled behavior is going to, you know, basically, I can't even think of the word, but basically trickle down to other players on the team or basically mess up the culture that's going on over there with a new coach coming in, that's a problem. It was the same thing with, he, with James Harden, right? Steven Silas comes in as a new coach. He's been the assistant coach for years. James Harden's like, yo, get me out of here. I'm out here with little baby. We out here having honey buns. We out here, you know, throwing, giving $100,000 $100, away to strippers. Like, they're having all the type of fun. But when it came to, when it came, when push came to shove, they said, you know what? He's becoming toxic. I got to let him go. If Deshaun Watson gets to a point he's getting toxic, yo, there's no one above the team. He has to go. It's not. A, it's not. A I just don't think what, he's gonna play for. I don't think he's playing for Houston regardless. I don't think he's going. Right. I don't think he's gonna suit up. Like yeah, I but did. Nick Casario got to just say, look, no, it's not. whoever. That's that's. I think that is what job. he's gonna I'm do. Sorry, he's doing I think a bad that job. is what he's gonna do, though. I think that is what he's gonna do. But that's not what he's saying to the public. What he's saying to the public is he's like, as far as I'm concerned, he's our quarterback because like you can't turn around and say like, yeah, I got to get rid of this guy. He's toxic because then you fuck up his trade value, just like we were saying about Danny. No, no, yeah, you I, don't say you don't, you don't say that he's toxic. You just say okay. 
we're now listening for offers. They they say that in the NFL all the time because they get away with that. But it's not free agency yet. You just got you drive up the price, like you lower the demand or you lower the supply to increase the they demand. Can, it's like they can, you they make can them get, seem they off can get limits. Whatever they want, they can get whatever they want for Deshaun Watson. They can get somebody's children. They can get they, whatever they want for Deshaun Watson. They can get down there. So I would, trust, I would give away, me. I would give away Joe's Joe's kids for Deshaun Watson to come to the Chicago Bears. Absolutely, <laughs> I would give away my own, but I don't have any. So no. What what, what, Thanks, what about Joe. kicker K- kicker Clark? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my future child kicker Clark, I will give away for Deshaun Watson. Absolutely. If you're if you're Nick Stereo, you have the option now to either allow this allow Deshaun Watson to literally just not play and find him what is it, fifty thousand dollars a game, or drastically improve the outlook of your franchise over the next four years by getting three or four first round picks, right? right. And I think that's and and, and, and that's and that's what you need to do because you don't, as an organization, you don't have any leverage. It, it feels if you just look at what's happened at that organization over the last, let's we'll just call it twenty four months. No, so like, like it, it almost feels like it was sabotaged. Like they purposely did these things to to limit the, themselves. But I, I don't know why you would do that. But read more like incompetence to me. Yeah, well, I mean, but it, it's like you just hate to think that you that you could be that stupid and be that highly paid and in those positions. But I, you're probably right. But if I'm people if I'm fail forward in this world, <laughs> if I'm Casario, man, I, I said, listen, it's four firsts. Call. We'll that's answer the, right now. This is, is like not only can they get that many firsts, but they're they're going to be able to get an all pro talent out of this too like they could walk away with three first and christian mccaffrey they could walk away with three first and, and Dak prescott they could walk away with three first and like guys that actually are going to be an image of your team you know what i mean so like to me yeah, it, what about that so thing you silly. always say about so- you always say it was a year ago they were up 21 it's points crazy, on the man. chiefs <laughs> and it's, it's unbelievable like, now we're the starting fall. over so- oh that sucks but like you don't have so, a if, if you're Casario, think about that start though. You're being handed on a platter the next ten years of your franchise, and, and you're like, no, we're not going to fucking trade him. Like, get the fuck out. What are you doing, Bobby? But, hey, hang on, I, I got to interject there because when Nick yeah. Casario took this job in Houston, he knew he he could see the dumpster fire as he drove up to the door. Like mm-hmm. he he knew it was happening. I mean, the the McNairs have completely mismanaged their own franchise. For the past two years, Jack Easterby is a clown. And then they had Bill O'Brien in there who screwed everything up even more. And now Nick and David Cully are supposed to come in there and fix it. And they're, but who's directing Nick Casario to not take phone calls on Deshaun Watson? Because Nick Casario doesn't not take phone calls. You know how I know that? Because he spent the last 20 years in New England. That's how I know he doesn't not take phone calls. So if he's not taking phone calls, I want to know why. And I think part of it plays into Dave's theory that they're they're trying to drive up the demand so that they can get more out of it. But I also think that the Houston Texans are just a shitty organization. And that's part of what, what plays into this. So but crazy. if they seriously sit there. And so here's my difference between Deshaun Watson and J.J. Watt. J.J. Watt is a... I don't want to say he's broken down, but he's rusting. The, the frame on that truck is starting to rust, and he's I in his early 30s. Well, he, kind of. But Deshaun Watson is 
in his early to mid twenties with his entire career ahead of him. So that's why that's another reason why they're going to get rid of an influential guy and just let him go, which that influential guy is reportedly there's been rumors out there this week that JJ Watt is going to sign with Buffalo, which would be an absolute nightmare. Wild. That'd be wild. Worried about that as a Patriot fan. Like he never caused that that much mayhem for us when he played against us. Bill knows how to scheme him out. I'd be more concerned if I was in the NFC North. And he went to the Packers because I think that the Packers are, are going to sign home Watt and, and concerned about everybody all the time. And, Don't and, worry and, about and, me. And Henry, <laughs> no, I just think that that's, schematically it makes more sense. Buffalo, Buffalo is good right now. Like, you don't know how to scheme that de- that defensive line. JJ Watt is pretty much a one trick pony. You know what to do on how, how to get him uh, out of the you, end. But you you add him to that defensive line, you have a yeah, whole you new do both, and then it's you have like a whole like how do you because. Because then you eliminate the entire right side because then, you know, that's what J.J. Watt does. He's not going to put up all those sack numbers, but he's a guy where if he's on that right side, he eliminates that entire side, whether it be running the ball, whether it be the pass rush, like he's wreaking havoc. In Buffalo, he, let me, he would be Let me ask you something. If you're, running the, if you're running any NFL organization right now and you have like a hot button, a hot blue chip stock like a Deshaun Watson or, you know, if you're a J.J. Watt or whatever – you want to see where these chips fall. You know what I mean? Like you don't want, it's not smart. I'm not saying people don't do it, but right now on, what is it? February 28th. It's like, we're like two or two and a half weeks away from the free agency starting up. Let the free agency start up. If you're the Texans, this is the smart thing to do. So for example, if you're the Texans or even the Packers, let the free agency start up, let people start making moves. Let's let chips start falling. Let people, let these franchise tags hit. Let's see what all happens. And let's see what people really have to offer because the packages you're getting offered or like in theory offered for a Sean Watson type are not the same packages that you may see after salary restructurings. You know, there's a lot of that kind of stuff that's, that needs to go on. So it's like you said, Ray, it's your job if you're running an organization to put the best talent like ar- around everybody. There's a 0% chance that they don't know that they have to get rid of Deshaun. There's a 0% chance they don't know. It's You'd have to be an idiot to, to think to, to, that you were going to just, or just be a spoiled brat. You're like stomping your feet, you know, and ruining your franchise because you don't want to be seen as like weak or something. But like, I just don't see that as being realistic. But I agree. I mean, I, I think if J.J. Watt goes to the Buffalo Bills, that things like that change the landscape of the NFL, you know? So, so once that stuff starts to happen, then different teams are all of a sudden trading for Deshaun. Like, you know what I mean? I'll tell you, if they get to a point, though, where they end up having to trade Deshaun for pennies on the dollar, it'll be it, the, the string of trades. You can wait too long. Super, you can definitely and, wait too long. And if they do that, and they end up trading Clowney, Hopkins, and Watson for anything less. And, and they releasing don't get Watt. five first-round picks for Watson to make up for that. Like, it's like... The string of moves by this organization gives me no faith that they're actually going to move Watson and do it in right. a timely manner to the point where they don't get fucked over. The only right. thing in that they organization have to be that really stupid. <laughs> yeah. they, they they traded a first round pick for Tunsil, I know, I know. and then the, know. three months later traded Hopkins for a second rounder. A second rounder. A Are you out rounder. of here? <laughs> Yo, Tunsil first rounder. You gave up a first rounder, and then you're like, you know what, Hopkins? Yeah. Second rounder. And, and, David and, and a David Johnson. 
Bobby, I think it almost does seem like sabotage. I think you're right. (laughs) Bill O'Brien, when you put it like that, Bill O'Brien, the GM, is worse than Bill Belichick, the GM. I think, and Bill O'Brien, the coach, is not as it couldn't lace or couldn't put on Bill Belichick's jock strap. That's that's where we're at right now. I wonder if he ever tried when he was in New England. So, Nick Casario is really the only bright spot to me in in that Houston organization because I think that's what he's been brought in to do is change the, the landscape and the the mindset in Houston when it comes to Houston Texan football. But I can tell you one thing is that as we head into uh, franchise tags, free agency into the draft and early 2021, it looks like NFL teams will be able to have fans back in the stands in the fall of 2021, which will bring in more money. We're going to see a lot of money fly and a lot of players and picks move before the April draft. And who knows what the summer is going to look like. And a lot of those names that could move, we have Garoppolo still, Wilson, Mariota, Watson, Carr, Darnold. We could see Sam Darnold go to the Bears, which gives me a good transition to our resident Bears fan, which is DK Dave Clark, DK Sizzle. It is time for what everyone comes here for. The only reason people stick around this long, (laughs) the only reason we actually do these live shows is for the state of the sizzle. Hey, thanks, buddy. Welcome back to another month, gentlemen. Time never ceases to stop passing. It seems to be the only thing that's absolutely constant and sure in this life of ours. Well, other than Zlatan Ibrahimovic being a complete dildo. Did you guys hear about this Muppet? Stick to sports, he said, about LeBron James. James had a typically polished and classy reply, sure, but it made me think about the kind of insinuations and microaggressions that we see in the world today and how as savvy communicators constantly in touch with one another online, we can basically see right through them whenever it happens. Ibra has a perfume range, a Volvo sponsorship, his own vitamin water, and he once inked 15 anonymous names in his body and explaining them, he said, I, only, I had 15 removable tattoos on my body. And they are the names of real people who are suffering from hunger in the world. Zlatan doesn't stick to football. He didn't stick to what he was good at. Why? If you asked him, I think he'd tell you because he's Zlatan. Well, unless Zlatan means white guy in Serbian, I think it may be for another reason. He wants LeBron to stay in his lane because he doesn't like what he's saying, how he's saying it, or both. The news lately has been rife with this kind of bullshit dog whistling from people that clearly think they're being subtle when they couldn't be being more clumsy. The central conceit that they want you to hear is that you should stay in your lane because you're an excellent basketball player, and that doesn't make you an excellent orator or civil rights leader. What they're actually saying is that because we disagree with your opinion on equality, but also we can't say that, we have to attack your platform itself, not what you're saying. So after LeBron James says Black Lives Matter, you're not going to hear Zlatan say, no, they don't. But he will say, who are you to speak on this? If you can't kill the message, kill the man. If you can't shoot the message, shoot the messenger. It's the oldest trick in the resistance to change handbook and frankly, ludicrous. By definition, Zlatan is doing the same thing, using his platform to express his opinion on something. So um, shut up. Regardless, my message is this. If the thing you're the most angry about today won't change your day, but it will make somebody else's better. If you're upset because you spent your life thinking potatoes have penises and Hasbro seems to have ruined that idea for you, well, Congratulations. You've never had a real problem. The state of the sizzle gents is bored with dumb fuckery, but happy to be here with you guys. Thanks. 
That's very well said and a resounding message that, as always with Dave's State of the Sizzle, it goes deeper uh, than the surface. So there's a lot to take away from that. And we hope that you'll all keep coming back for Dave's State of the Sizzle because... I question the character of anybody that ever signs for Manchester United, but especially Zlatan Ibrahimovic. So I've known he's kind of a dildo this entire time, just for the record. Uh, Isn't isn't Zlatan the guy that headbutted the dude? No, no, that, that was, was Zidane. Uh, that, that was Zidane. Was another oh, okay. Z. All right, all right. Yeah. This is another Z, my bad. Which Zidane yeah. is actually pretty awesome. So he's great. Uh, but anyway, so Dave, thank you for that state of the sizzle. It was as always well said. Craig, that might need to be something we just start clipping and putting up because that was, as they all are, that was an iconic one as well. So guys, as we wrap up here, getting close to eight o'clock as the Celtics have a lead over the Washington Wizards right now, and I can tell all of our eyes have gone that way and Kemba's playing well, so this is a good thing. Guys, let's go around the room real quick. Mike, do you have any final words for our Sunday night sports wrap this week? Yeah, I guess my final word would be we did not get to talk about them that much. The the Bruins that they've had and they've had a great start to the season. I'm here to tell you as a Boston Bruins fan, I, I just don't trust them, man. It doesn't matter how many games they win in the regular season. It doesn't. Wait until you see the Tuca and the Pasternak show up in the playoffs. If Pasternak can just ignore the noise and be the goal scorer and the offensive threat that we think that he is in the regular season and in the postseason, fine. They have a shot. But I said it last week. I'll say it next week. I don't care if they win 50 games in the regular season. I don't want President's Trophies. I want Stanley Cups. They have been outscored. They were outscored 13-5 to five on in their games on Thursday and Friday. But then they did win 4-1 to one today on Sunday. So I guess that's a good thing. Bob Kelly, any final words? Yeah, so I was going to go Bruins too, but... Mike went there, so I'll switch a little bit. And I want to go March Madness. I just, I know we really don't talk about it at all on here. The one team I want everyone to look out for is the Iowa Hawkeyes. That team is going to be real come March Madness tournaments. And if you're looking for a sleeper in your brackets, those are your guys. They're really good. They're a great college basketball team. Bobby's just uh, had cr- influence and odds now. The <laughs> odds saying. makers are just scrambling. Saying. Just saying. Does, does the best EP in the game have any final words today? <laughs> so he's not. A... <laughs> what? Craig's on the shitter. Craig's calling the Tom area. from I miss you. That, that sounded closer to my microphone than his own. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, he never talks into his microphone. It's like it's no, getting he worse. It's actually, it, he's actually sitting, and it's actually right here. But he's just sitting away from us. Craig, so. you never uh, go full poop, bro. You never go. No, full yeah. Poop. <laughs> Oh, man. All right. And and last but certainly not least. All right. Listen, we're moving on to Ray since you're all done. All right. Mute your microphone there. Last but certainly not least. Uh, Ray Sean Buchanan, what do you got for me? Well, that's to Bobby's point. Uh, Luca Garza is a problem. Like, he's mm-hmm. on that team. He's a beast. So I, I second that, that that notion. But, no, I mean, I joked about it at the beginning, but I always bring it up. Well, I used to bring it up on shows that we did uh, when we first started. But, you know, just make sure that, obviously, we're ending Black History Month, but just make sure you continue to celebrate, you know, Black folks throughout the year and not just when it's convenient. And that, you know, Black, Black Lives Matter every day, just not just when it's convenient, you know, for you. So just keep that in mind. Absolutely. I, I couldn't echo any of your points, uh, whether they be – uh, it's so good to have them back. Whether they be sports points or civil points, uh, they're, they're all good ones, guys. We're all on the same page. We always know that. And, of course, as we sign out, we, we get a we get a, a comment from not Mike, 
but Mike's mom, that Tuca will vomit all over himself again in the playoffs. Well, Mrs. Marcangelo, <laughs> here's the difference. He might actually be there this year. So, guys, thank you for joining us for the Sunday Night Sports Wrap presented by Missing the Point. This was a fun one. Glad we could bring you some Celtics and NFL talk. We appreciate you joining us. If you've listened to us after the fact, again, please come back and watch us and hang out. We really enjoy spending one Sunday night each month with you guys and see you come in and, and talk to us and make comments. So we enjoy spending time together sometimes we don't realize it but we actually do so thank you again for joining us for dave clark rayshon buchanan mike marcangelo bob kelly and poop and craig delisandro i'm your host joe malkin we'll talk to you <laughs> we'll talk to you next time hi i'm mark and i'm peter we're the founders of Electrocast Media, bringing you great podcasts like Nightmare Road Stories, Tech Talk Revolution, and Bodacious Minds. Electrocast networks include Ruby for female empowerment, the best business network, and GPN for geopolitics. We built this company to create community and amplify diverse voices, and we really appreciate your support. So, keep listening to Electrocast Podcasts and hear the culture. Electrocast. Hey there, I'm DC. I host the Rock Podcast, Back to the Arena, the Interviews. It's about a 30-minute podcast where I talk one-on-one with a band who has released new music. You can find us on all the best podcast sites like Spotify, Apple, Google, iHeartRadio, and more. If you're a rock band like me, subscribe today to Back to the Arena, the Interviews. Electric Acid.